Welcome to the Raising Boys and Girls podcast. I'm Sissy Goff. I'm David Thomas. And I'm Melissa Trevathan. And we are so glad you've set aside a few minutes to spend with us today. In each episode of this podcast, we'll share some of what we're learning in the work we do with kids and families on a daily basis at Daystar Counseling in Nashville, Tennessee. Our goal is to help you care for the kids in your life with a little more understanding, a little more practical help, and a whole lot of hope. So pull up a chair and join us on this journey from our little yellow house to yours. The Raising Boys and Girls podcast is brought to you in partnership with Minnow. Minnow provides meaningful screen time and shared experiences for families to help you grow in your faith together. Check them out at podcast.gominnow.com. That's podcast.gominnow.com. Jess Wolstenholm is our dear friend and the Director of Education and Faith Formation at Minnow, a children's media company that exists to help kids and families experience Jesus every day. Jess is no stranger to raising boys and girls, as she also serves as our executive producer. She earned her master's in education in an effort to bring together the best practices in education and faith formation. A former children's ministry leader and children's book editor, Jess is passionate about helping families grow in faith together. She lives right here in Nashville, Tennessee with her husband and two children. Well, today is a really fun day for the three of us. Yes, it is. We are turning the tables, so to speak, today. We have our dear friend and executive producer, Jess, here with us, and she's normally offering this really wise, steady guidance from one side of the room, and today we're putting a microphone in front of her, (laughs) and we're going to bring that wise, steady guidance to all of you, and super excited about getting to do that. So, And I get to be the director today, okay? Yes. Oh, wow. That feels scary. (laughs) You always feel like the director, unless I'm not sure when that's not happening. (laughs) Bossy, I think it's (laughs) (laughs) You are our guide today. You are. So let's start with Jess for... All the folks who have not had the privilege of really getting to know you, just tell us about you and the work you do with Minnow. Well, thank you, guys. It's weird and amazing to have the microphone turned today. So thanks for having me, and so fun to be with you every week. So I'm Jess Wollstenholm, and I am the Director of Education and Faith Formation at Minnow. I am the wife to Dave. We have been married for, it'll be 20 years this fall. And then we have two beautiful children. My daughter, Hope, is 13. She'll be starting high school in the fall. My son, Joshua, is 10. He'll be starting middle school in the fall. Hmm. Both have had the privilege of learning and growing from Daystar. And we're going to need you guys now more than ever, <laughs> I think, going into this new season. I didn't want to season. say that, but... <laughs> so I have the privilege of working with Minnow. Minnow is a children's media platform that really wants to help kids and families connect with Jesus every day, both mm. on and off the screen. So we have a streaming video on-demand platform where we stream really carefully curated shows that kind of... Bring Jesus into your everyday moments. So help kids 
have a safe and kind of faith-forming media in front of them. And then we also try to bring that off the screen through activities and fun, kind of that's related to the shows, but also just related to faith formation and discipleship, which is why it's just such a privilege to get to work with you guys here, because you're doing that in so many ways at Daystar and with Raising Boys and Girls. And we're just very like-minded in our mission yes, to just really help strengthen families. And that's what we aim to do at Minnow through just all the different pieces and parts of it. I have loved Minnow for a long time, but now that I have a subscription for my little nephew, yes, Henry, Henry, we watch shows and I just have loved it. It's been so fun. I'm so grateful. So if you don't have a subscription, what age kids would you say? We say two to 10. So we kind of break things up into our pre-K and then elementary, just those very, really formative years where kids are being pulled in so many different directions with media. Mm. It's just a great place for kids of that age to just learn about God and the Bible. Yes. We have we have shows that are very explicitly Christian that teach Bible stories, that teach theology. I mean, we have lots of different levels of mm-hmm. teaching there. And then we also have shows that we've curated that are just really safe value-driven shows so that you can put it on for kids. Whether you're co-viewing with them, we definitely encourage co-viewing so that you can start those conversations. But then we also know that sometimes moms and dads just need a break. And so they can put it on and feel safe that Mm -hmm. their kids are going to get really good messaging and really good stories that really spark their curiosity about God and faith. So if you don't have a subscription and you have kids in that window, go and download it now. Sign up for one right now because it is wonderful. Yes, we're on all the platforms, Roku, iOS, and Android, and Amazon, and all the places you can find it, or podcast.gominnow.com will take you right there. there. Well, you are interacting with kids and families, your team at Minnow, like we are every day. What would you say are the biggest challenges currently in terms of media and faith formation for families? We think about this every day at Minnow, but I was thinking about this and I tried to make two different lists of like, what are the challenges with media and what are the challenges with faith formation? Mm. And it ended up being the same list. Wow. (laughs) It's interesting to think of that because media plays such a large role in our kids' lives and all of our lives right now. We talk about all the time, media is a distraction and distraction is one of the biggest things that we're fighting against when thinking about teaching our kids about God and faith. We're just too busy. We're just too distracted. The other thing is the competing messages and agendas that they're getting in culture and in media especially. It's really hard to find good faith-driven or even faith-forward media, that's safe media. That's what we're so passionate about at Minnow is being able to find and curate those things. We're also in the process of developing some new media that really helps bring these things together. And then the last thing is having the tools, which again, that's something that at Minnow we try to give to parents is the tools to help them make the most of media Mm. so that it can be used to their advantage. So now you may say, and I love how you guys always talk about media in such a balanced and realistic way. You know, we have extremes where you feel like you either do all or nothing, but really there is a way to do it in a balanced way to provide guardrails and to admit that media is not going away and that we can make it count. We can use it to our advantage. And especially if you have the tools in media to use it to your advantage for faith formation, it can be a really powerful and relevant way to engage your kids. 
that's not teaching them to be sassy. I feel like right. even, you know, so many kids' platforms, <laughs> yes. that's the complaint that I hear from yeah. parents. So, so, it's so true. grateful for it's that. It's true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We have, it's like a 32 point checklist that any shows that we have, we put them through to make sure that they're hitting oh. these very specific standards. And that's definitely one of them. Like, no, <laughs> no sassy, sassy kids. <laughs> no Another sarcasm. one is stupid parents. Like, there's a lot of oh, children's media that makes so parents true. look dumb. So true. And we're just done with that. You know, mm. we're just, we, that is not helping parents to gain the respect and the position in their kids' lives that God mm. wants yes, them to have. Yes, and so that's, that's a really important thing for that. us. Yeah. The call to raise Jesus followers is arguably more important than ever, and it's definitely harder than ever. And every time I say that, I want to follow it up by saying, but God, and then fill in the blank. Kelly Minter, when she was on, the hope that she wanted to offer parents was the same God that raised Jesus from the dead or, you know, the same God that did the miraculous back in the Bible is the same God that we have available to us today. And so I want parents to feel that hope as they face the challenges that are in front of them today. Right now, we're in the middle of Lent and Easter season, and it kind of naturally brings up questions and conversations about Jesus and faith. What would you say to parents who feel overwhelmed or intimidated by these conversations? That's something we hear a lot from parents in Minnow, and I'm sure you do too. Parents are intimidated by a lot of things. And definitely discipleship is one of them in faith formation. They feel like they don't understand the Bible. They open the Bible and feel like it's so big and they can't even understand it for themselves. How can I teach my kids? But we really believe in this togetherness of family and faith formation. The Easter season is such an opportunity, as you said, for those conversations to come up naturally. And also, it's the hardest one, right? It's probably the hardest part. The core message of our faith is the hardest thing to really talk to kids about because Easter is full of words like death and sin mm. and blood and sacrifice and crucifixion and all these things that, my goodness, if you talk to an educational expert, they'd say, don't talk about that <laughs> to a child. But it is the core of our faith, and we never want to water that down. But we feel like you can do that in an authentic way by just kind of changing your mindset of let's learn together, let's dig in together. One of the things that I always hold on to as I think about family faith formation is the way my own faith formation occurred. I grew up in a conservative Christian home, and my parents came to know Jesus right before they got married. So they got married, had kids right away, and were kind of growing up in their faith right alongside us. So it was really messy, but it was really authentic. And mm -hmm. so they were asking questions themselves, so they always gave us permission to ask questions. We could have really hard conversations, and they could say, I don't know, and we just learned together. I think that is one of the reasons why this is so important to me. My husband and I had a conversation several years ago. We had just been through a really hard season of loss. We'd lost four babies to miscarriage, both of our moms, in the span of six years. And this was right around the time we were starting to see all these reports that millennials were leaving the church in droves. And we're not millennials, we're a little older than that. But we just stopped and thought, like, why? Why 
are so many people leaving the church. After all we've been through, we never even considered leaving or giving up on God. And we both pointed back to the authenticity that our parents had when they were teaching us about faith. Mm. Wow. Wow. (laughs) And so I always say there's kind of three points, and authenticity is one of them. I like to call them the ABCs of faith formation. So the A being authenticity. Pete Enns wrote curriculum in a book called Telling God's Story that really helps parents in how to teach their kids God's story. And he always says that kids are going to ask, what does this mean? And then they're going to ask, what does this mean to you? And so that's that authenticity of being willing to say, here's where I've struggled. Here's what I still have questions. How can we answer these questions together? And just walking together in authenticity. So that's the A. The B is belonging, which is the foundation of everything for kids, right? Mm -hmm. And you guys are so incredible at this. And even in Are My Kids on Track, when you talk about the spiritual milestones, you and Melissa talk about this so much, is just the foundation and the identity that really is key to a child growing up in a relationship with God. And that belonging, knowing they're loved, knowing that you care about where they are, that you'll meet them there, whether it's through play or just talking and conversation. And then the third one, C, is culture. And that's something that we are so passionate about at Minnow is helping you, again, bring Jesus into your everyday moments. Mm -hmm. And that was something that was really key for me as a child, too, was it was just a part of our culture as a family. So for us, it was going to church four times a week, which we don't do anymore. It was like Sunday morning, (laughs) Sunday night, Wednesday Uh, night, choir, youth group, you know, it was all the things. We don't do that anymore. That was a lot. But that was what we did. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, having dinner together as often as we could and talking about God at the dinner table or in the car, it just became a part of our everyday moments. Building that culture is so key to making it more authentic, making it more natural and not feeling like one more thing you have to do Mm. is, oh my goodness, it's Easter. I have to somehow tell my kids the Easter story. So I'm in the middle of reading a new book by a guy named Justin Whitmell Early. It's called Habits of the Household, and it really speaks to this idea of culture and rhythms and habits of the home that can really help support faith formation. I'm going to read this quote, and we'll link to the book and put this in the show notes. He says, Habits of the household are not just actions that form our family's routines. They are liturgies that form our family's hearts. When it comes to spiritual formation, our households are not simply products of what we teach and say. They are much more products of what we practice and do. And that goes along with the educational belief that more is caught than taught. It's about modeling in those everyday moments. He also says, we are tasked not only with learning the right thing, which takes concentration and thinking, but also with practicing the right things, which take formation and repetition. Consider habits of the household as an effort to unite education and formation. Think about them as ways to align our heads and our hearts so we don't just know the right thing to do, we also love doing the right thing. I think that's the goal for all of us as we lead our kids and guide them to a relationship with Jesus. And I think the thing that is important to remember is it's not always going to be a win. So I can remember a couple of years ago, 
my kids were off for Good Friday and we were tooling around and I was like, so, you know, why are we off today? And they're like, I don't know. And this was just a couple years ago. <laughs> I do faith formation for a living. Like this is, <laughs> I've worked in kids ministry for 25 years. Like this is my jam. And uh-huh. so I looked at my kids who were probably like seven and 10 at the time. And it's like, so why are you off today? I don't know. Well, okay. Well, what are we celebrating on Sunday? I don't know, you know, and so I was so discouraged in that moment, but I was like, you know what? It gave me an opportunity to have another conversation Mm -hmm. and to bring it up. And of course, as soon as I said something, they were just probably being punks, but (laughs) you know, it's not always going to feel like a win. There are going to be moments that you feel discouraged. Yeah. You said, we go back. We went back. We go back. I love that because at that moment, you may not be getting the response you want, right. but you never know when the truth that you have shared, kids will go back to. Exactly. Just like you shared. Yes. With, yeah. With the losses. Jess, I think the other thing I love so much is I'm listening to you, and I know this about you, and I know this to be true about Minnow, but I love that our listeners are getting to hear this. Like when you were talking about the ABCs, when you were talking about the 32-point checklist, I'm thinking... The intentionality and mm-hmm. how you all approach all of what you do at Minnow. I hope folks listening feel so encouraged. And I think how often we sit with parents in those moments, like, I just feel overwhelmed. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to explain this. And that you all have taken so much of the heavy lifting out of it for parents and said, we've created content curriculum that we're excited for you to utilize and make that easier. And we would be saying that if you weren't sponsoring our podcast and our executive <laughs> producer. Would. We'd really want you on here uh, yes. because of Minnow. We believe in that that much. This is not an infomercial in any way. Yeah. We wanted you to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely didn't want it to feel like that because we genuinely, everybody on the team and some of the team members I've worked with for 20 years. And so I know them deeply and know that their heart is for families and we understand what you are facing in culture. We're living it. You know, our CEO, Eric Goss has three teenage girls. Like he has lived it. And Minnow was born out of his passion for something better for his kids and for all of our kids. And so it's a genuine passion that I'm always like, pinch me. I can't believe I get to do this. If you had told me that, you know, years ago, it's a blessing. Well, when you were talking a few minutes ago, I Reminded me of something I wanted to go back to. Can I throw you a tough question? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to know, even when you were talking about those words that are a part of the Easter story, just will you talk a little more about just practical tips for parents to talk about the hard parts of the Easter story with kids? Yeah. The big thing is don't feel like they have to get it all right away. And Minnow, we say a lot, this is truth to grow into. Because we are literally going through scripts for, you know, shows or things that we'll create and saying, oh, I don't know if we should say it that way for a preschool show. And I want to be very clear in saying that we never want to water down the gospel. Like we never want to water down the truth of the word of God and what Jesus did for us and the story of sin and redemption and our forever blessing that will come in heaven. Like that is the truth of God's Word, and it is foundational to our relationship with God. But we recognize that in order to give kids the healthiest journey through these very, very 
abstract, complex things that we're asking them to understand very early on in order for us to give them the best opportunity to understand it and then to believe it and to live it out is to be thoughtful in how we approach it. And so don't feel like you have to give it all at once. Mm. It's okay for a young child, for a two to five-year-old to really just focus on God's love at Easter. At Easter, we celebrate how much Jesus loves us. Now they're going to see, if they, if you go to church, they're probably going to see or hear about Jesus dying on the cross for their sins. And that's, again, we never want to deny that. But it is okay for you to say, yeah, we get to celebrate how much Jesus loves us. Look what He did for us. And then as they grow in elementary school, to go a little deeper with that, yes, Jesus died on the cross for our sins. You know, this is when kids are starting to really understand consequences, right? So you can then go a little bit deeper and say, you know, yes, we are sinners. We choose to not live God's way, but Jesus came and He provided a way for us to be reconnected with God. And so I think just keeping in mind that this is truth to grow into. We don't have to put it all on the table at once. We can build toward them understanding the whole truth of the gospel and every year provides you an opportunity to kind of add on to that. I love hearing that personally. I know, me too. Truth to grow into. Mm-hmm. I'm still growing into it. Well, we are, that. right? Yes. It's still hard yes. to understand. Yes. It's still hard. I will never forget the time, one of my most vivid childhood memories, my grandmother, she's still alive. She's 93. Mm. And she was the matriarch of our family. She was the one who came to know the Lord first, and then everyone followed. But I remember asking her, because I just couldn't figure it out. I don't understand. Like, why did Jesus dying on the cross, like, why did that take away my sin? I was really trying to understand how that worked. Mm. And I just remember her just so patiently explaining to me. And again, it wasn't something I completely grasped in that moment, but just having that moment to go back to, like you were saying, was so formative for me. Mm. Just that conversation. I can't even remember what she said to me. I just Mm. remember feeling, okay, If grandma believes it, then I'm good for now. And then I learned more and more every year, and it brought me to greater understanding as I matured. Mm. You're offering such hope to parents right now, what you're saying, by your stories. Mm. Thank you. you. We've had a lot of conversations in the Minnow office around Easter, and hope has been the theme that has bubbled up to the surface. Mm. We just, what do we want families to feel this Easter? Hope. We want them to feel the hope of, what do we want kids to feel? If nothing else, if they don't get the story, if it's too complicated, we want them to feel the hope of Mm. Jesus that He offers. There's a verse in 1 Peter. It says, Through Jesus, God has given us new life and a hope that lives on. That's 1 Peter 1, 3. And we just want that hope to bubble up to the surface, and we want it to live on in the lives of kids and families. Love that. You have shared lots of hope already, but is there one piece of hope that you like to share with parents this Easter season? Yeah, one of my favorite books is Eugene Peterson's A Long Obedience in the Same Direction. Yes, me too. And it's just such a rich book on discipleship. I think it was Melanie Schenkel that said on Melanie and Sophie's episode, you have to play the long game in parenting. You have to play the long game in discipleship. It's definitely a process. And as parents, we have to commit to that process. One of my favorite verses around faith formation is Colossians 2.7, which says, Let your roots grow down into Him and let your lives be built on Him. Then your faith will go strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with 
thankfulness. There's two pictures in there. They kind of mix their metaphors a little bit. (laughs) You've got the building and the growing, the roots and then the building. But I think both are equally powerful to think about, you know, how you are planting seeds, you're cultivating soil. Like every show you watch, every conversation you have, every Bible study you do, every Bible story you read, every bedtime prayer, all of those things are seeds that you're planting. And as you cultivate them in that culture that we talked about, that's when those roots grow. And simultaneously, you're building. You're building your family structure. You're building your family life around the values of God and your faith. And that's when kids will look back. And I love the end of the verse says, your faith will go strong in the truth you were taught. And then you'll overflow with thankfulness. And that's what will come out of you. What's the reference on that again? That's Colossians 2, verse 7. We'll put it in the show notes. It's good we know someone who can help do that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Jess, we're excited for this episode to fall in our Modern Parents Vintage Values season, which is based on Melissa and Sissy's great book. And let's think on vintage for a few minutes. What is something from your childhood you'd love to bring back? Well, since we're talking about Easter, I'm going to say fancy Easter clothes. Mm. Because getting my kids to dress nice is tough especially my son. We're definitely in athletic shorts. And I'm like, I still have yet to figure out how to match a button down with athletic shorts. You know, it's it's a challenge. Definitely fancy Easter clothes. Another one of my most vivid memories as a kid, I was probably eight or nine. And it was the year I got to have like little heeled shoes. And I think they were maybe iridescent. So they were like super fancy. And I got to wear them to church with my Easter dress. And I just felt so fancy. So fancy Easter clothes. Love that. Well, listeners may get a kick out of knowing that every time we come in for a recording day of this podcast, we don't just talk about tacos, but we eat them. That's part of our tradition. Can you confirm that? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Okay. (laughs) Do you have a favorite out of all the tacos we have shared in this space? Good question. Good question. Well, first of all, I've never met a taco I didn't like. (laughs) So that's number one. Well, except maybe the cauliflower tacos. I know you guys like the cauliflower tacos, but I don't think cauliflower belongs anywhere near a taco. (laughs) I personally love, I'm going to go old school. I love Satco, San Antonio Taco Company, which is kind of a Nashville thing here, Mm -hmm. right? So I used to go and sit there when I was in college here in Nashville. And so it's still one of my favorites. And at Minnow, our office is walking distance to Satco. So I will say once a week, at least when we're in the office, we definitely will eat Satco together, a handful of us, at least once a week. And so I just love a good old chicken fajita taco Mm -hmm. from Satco. But I love having tacos with you guys every time we record. It's like our reward. Yes, <laughs> yes. In the middle or at the end of a recording session. Maybe we need Satco today. I was about to say, I think that. we've just made our decision yeah, for the day. We're having we? Satco today. Yes, okay, I like that. Okay, that sounds awesome. I don't know if you saw me over here typing, but I was taking notes on what you said, Jess. Thank thank you. you. So much truth and hope. And you're right. I mean, I feel like that's such where the beautiful synergy of Raising Boys and Girls and Minnow comes, because we've been talking so much about how we're seeing more parents discouraged and defeated than ever. And so what a great time for us to get to talk about where our hope really does come from. So thank you for leading us in that. Thank you for having me. It is such a gift to get to sit here and listen to you guys every week. Mm. I know I'm a better parent for it, and there's a lot of better parents out there because of you guys. So thank you for what you do and 
letting me be a small part of it. No, thank you, and thank you for what you do. Yes. yes. Thank you. We are so thrilled to be partnering with our friends at Minnow to bring back the Raising Boys and Girls podcast. We all know that devices are here to stay. So if you want to make screen time meaningful for your kids, Minnow is for you. A new streaming service designed just for kids. Minnow has over 2,000 episodes of fun and faith-filled shows that have been carefully curated by moms, dads, and church leaders, so it's safe for your family. Check them out at podcast.gominnow.com. That's podcast.gominnow.com to start your free trial.